This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Kids Apparel. That's right. Great Lakes Kids Apparel offers affordable, wearable, and playable clothes for your little one to enjoy. Plus, Great Lakes Kids Apparel is a mom-owned business, so you know your kids will love these clothes. And Great Lakes Kids Apparel offers fast, free shipping on orders over $50, not to mention amazing customer service. So head over to GreatLakesKidsApparel.com or click the link in the show description and use promo code LOCKS to get 20% off your first order today. This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks presents True Crime for the Short on Time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us as we jump into yet another bite-sized, truly terrifying true crime case. Olivia, how are you? I'm a little sniffly today. Allergies are getting the best of me, but I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. I'm sorry we got the sniffles. That's all right. It's just my new norm. I'm not surprised by it anymore. I live in a constant state of sniffles. (laughs) I don't think our listeners really care anymore either. It's like, does Olivia have a voice today? Does she sound congested? <laughs> right. Well, as you know, this is our episode for the short on time. So I say, let's not waste any of that time and jump right into it. Olivia, this week, it is your week. What did you bring for us? This week's story is breaking news out of my old stomping grounds of Iowa. So last week, Lucy Studi informed local authorities that her late father, Donald Studi, was one of the country's most prolific serial killers. According to Studi, her late father would kill five to six women a year over multiple decades. Lucy estimates that the total to be near 70, and most of these were sex workers or runaways. Donald Studi allegedly buried the victims around a well on his property. And if Lucy's story is true, she helped her father bury these bodies. That's a lot of bodies. Yeah, 70. 70 and five to six women a year over multiple decades. In the serial killer game, I feel like that's, I mean, that that's putting up numbers. If this is true, that is an insane amount of people. 
Especially if it's all happening around Iowa, because Iowa is very rural. Just like y'all were mentioning about Michigan, how there's a few, you know, bigger populated areas, but most of it is rural farmland. That's how Iowa is. Well, I also wonder, like, how many runaways there would be, you know, in that type of area. Because I know we've talked about it before, but with sex workers, yes, it is harder because they don't get reported missing as often, but like they still get reported missing, you know, so it's just a crazy number. Yeah. And according to Lucy, the family's home was in a rural area in Thurman, Iowa, which is about 40 miles from Omaha, Nebraska. So like I mentioned, Iowa is mostly farmland. It's like you'll drive down the interstate and it'll be this big farmhouse with all their grain elevators and things. And then you could go five more miles, see another, and it's just plots of corn fields. Sheriff's deputies and local authorities began an investigation into Lucy's claims. On October 21st, two cadaver dogs led by investigators searched the property of Studi and hit on what could potentially be human remains. At this point, the FBI has joined the investigation, and it seems like a full search, including excavation, will be needed. What's interesting is that Lucy had reported the same thing to authorities back in 2007. They did search, but didn't realize they were looking at the wrong well. Authorities ended up excavating in that area, which cost the city $300,000. Lucy said that as a child, when her father said, we have to go to the well, she knew exactly what that meant. Lucy said she didn't speak up because she feared her father when she was younger. She said, he would kill me because I didn't keep my mouth shut. Now, Donald Studi did have a history of violence, including threatening to kill relatives. However, her sister Susan has denied Lucy's claims. Susan says her father was a strict but protective parent who loved his children. Susan is two years older than Lucy. In a statement, she said, I think I would know if my father murdered. I would know if my dad was a serial killer. He was not, and I want my father's name restored. But we won't have any answers until the well and the land around it is thoroughly searched. That's crazy. It's also insane to me that she's been saying this since 2007 and they searched at the wrong well. Yeah, like how many wells does one property have? Well, this story has kind of been, if you follow true crime, has kind of been everywhere. A shout out to Kim, if you know, you know, but she sent this to us as well. And I mean, it's been on TV and stuff like that. But from what I understand, their property backed up to like another property. And so they were looking at a well on the wrong property. Oh, okay. I see. It's just crazy to think that there's a possibility that this woman is telling the truth. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I wonder what the dynamic is between like Lucy's relationship with her father and Susan's relationship with her father and what Susan and Lucy's relationships are like. Because if Lucy's saying since 2007 or said back in 2007 that her father was a murderer and that she helped him do these things— You know, I just wonder how much of that was hidden from Susan, if this is true. What did Susan experience as a child with her father? Because it seems like two very different upbringings. If one's saying my father is a murderer and I helped him and the other one's like, absolutely not. Lucy and Donald obviously kept a really big secret or Susan is really telling the truth and like Lucy is not telling the truth at all. Yeah, it's going to be crazy to see how this plays out because I do know that, you know, there is an aspect, especially when it comes like abusive parents and things like that, like there are cases and I'm not saying that this is what happened here, but just speaking in, in general, there are cases where like a parent will single out one child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, could it be that maybe Susan was the golden child and could do no wrong. And then Lucy was, you know, you're the one that helps me move the bodies. 
<laughs> Susan's the good one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and again, this is all speculation. You yeah. won't know until things actually come out, but it is very interesting to see like two sisters have these incredibly different views. And the other thing that is really strange to me is that like the cadaver dogs hit for something. Something's there. Right. Could it be a squirrel? Could it be, you know, family pet or something that's buried there, but they're hitting on something being in the ground. So I don't know. This is crazy. This is definitely one that we're going to have to like come back for updates and things of that nature. Cause I'm just really interested to know. And I'm also like, all right, come on guys, let's just do the search already. <laughs> yes. I mean? 2022. What are we waiting for? Like, I want to know you have ground penetrating radar. Like there's all sorts of stuff that you could be doing. Like, let's go stop dragging your feet, you know? Cause that would be, I mean, if you think about the cases that we've done, I can't think of anyone who has had 70 murders, potentially. 70 murders, the pig farmer, I believe he said he was at like 49 and was almost at 50. I think the only other person that would be close to it that we've talked about would be the Texas Candyman. And I can't remember exactly how many murders he committed or thought to have committed. So I think in our head, we remember it as like a bigger number than it was. And I feel even kind of silly saying that because of the fact that like it is a big number. You know what I mean? But Dean Coral had killed 28 people. Oh, wow. It seems way more than that. I mean, 70 is a lot then. Right. Wow. Right. And, you know, John Wayne Gacy said, I think he was at like 32. So he, you know, 70 victims, if they can confirm that would be. One of the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. In like the true crime world. That'd be insane. I think this is a good time for our listeners to join the Facebook group and kind of chime in on this and keep us updated. Yeah, definitely for sure. Or, you know, if you're in that area or if you want to share your thoughts on it, we definitely want to hear from you. But I mean, I don't know, should we jump into the the little mini deadbolt test? I know we're not going to hit this as hard because it is still a developing story, but I'll save my rating for a second, but I can tell you this gives me the creeps, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, right now it's all speculation and it could be, should be, whatever. But if this turns out to be as big as it potentially could be, it's going to be a 10 because there's going to be so many stories that unfold if this is really a true story. But right now I'm sitting at about a four. Yeah, I'm with you. I am probably about a four or five because it's a toss of the coin as to whether or not it's true at this point. Mm -hmm. But then if it is true, thinking about the impact that's going to have and like, you know, I would hope that for some of those victims, like maybe the families would finally get some kind of closure. Exactly. You know, some of that nature, like it will go down in history as one of like the most heinous things to ever happen. So I'm very interested to see what happens. I definitely think we should keep an eye on this one and, soon as there's an update, we can come back and loop people in. But we want to know what you think. Olivia and I, we're kind of sitting on the fence because we're not really sure. It's a 50-50 shot right now. But what about you? Where does the potentially most prolific serial killer in history fall on your deadbolt test? How do you feel about the story? We want to hear from you. As always, you can reach out to us on Instagram, check the locks pod, find us on Twitter, check the locks. And if you're on our Facebook group, let us know there. If you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Sign up. It's a great place to be. And please make sure that you are subscribed to the show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Make sure that you are subscribed to the show so that you do not miss our Monday episodes of Check the Locks. We also have a Patreon out there if you want to financially support the show. And if you can't financially support the show, that's totally fine. Just let your friends and family know about us. Share what we do. We want to get in front of as many people as possible. That is all that we have for you for this week's episode of Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the Short on Time. Join us next week as we dive into yet another bite-sized, truly terrifying true crime case. 
But until then, don't forget to check the locks. We'll see you next week.